Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Human Guinea Pig Project. I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about the cancer metabolism study that I'll be doing. I will be working with my colleague Isabella Cooper to establish a metabolic phenotype of glioblastoma in newly diagnosed glioblastoma patients through the course of their disease. And whatever interventions they'll be doing, that's absolutely fine. We'll just take that into account. And it represents a nice natural thing, a, ni a nice natural cohort of patients because that's what people will do in, normal, in a normal setting, in, in normal life. That's what people do. They, they try things and they they have their own interventions that they might want to do alongside the standard of care or not. And so that's something we can look into. It provides interesting discussion points. But regardless of what they do, the aim of what we're doing is to identify certain patterns that then we can try and exploit in further research. It also provides a guideline, I suppose you could call it, for other researchers to look at that information and do what they want with it. And they can even scrutinize it and say, this is a load of nonsense, but they'd have to be very good at scrutinizing that. And so I don't think it will be a load of nonsense because uh, I've thought a lot about it, worked hard on it. We've got a an established study design. It's all looking very good because it's based on previous research, which is very robust and uh, well detailed and well um, implemented. And so we just need to copy that as best we can for this diseased cohort, not the healthy one, but the diseased one. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's um, something I feel will be very enlightening and very rewarding because it can illuminate some interesting findings. Let's, well, I'm sure it will. And um, yeah, we did a, an interview on Superhuman Radio about the study and how you can donate to it. I'll put the links in the description of this episode. It's just a quick episode, really, just to say what we're doing and why. And it's a self-funded study, so we need uh, as many donations as we can get. But we're not putting all the pressure on donations from people. Obviously, yeah, we desperately need that. Well, not desperately, but we definitely need that. And it goes a huge way to... to um, getting to where we need to be. However, we're also working very hard on establishing partnerships with big organizations that are involved with this kind of research. Now you might be asking, why, why would you need to do that if you could just get all the funding from big cancer research charities? And 
initially that is what we that is what we tried to do. However, it's very difficult to fund these kind of studies. And secondly, we had a lot of issues with um, similar studies dealing with um, how to go about uh, funding and the finer details. And that's all I'm saying about that because there's lots of bureaucracy and politics with working with charities. Even though with, the, with brain tumors we've got some fantastic charities and one of the reasons for that is because funding is so limited that when you do spend money you have to be very mindful of how you do things and you want to try and do things in the most efficient way with the most impact. And for me, I didn't want to wait any longer, so I thought going it alone, self-funding, that's, that's the way. Then we can establish partnerships as we go. We're having Brains Trust get the um, help, help us to enroll patients, which is fantastic. That takes a lot of the um, effort involved with doing that. Uh, out of our hands, which is very nice because there's other stuff involved with that, which is uh, a bit of a headache to deal with. So I'm glad we don't have to do that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just very excited about this work. I think it'll be very enlightening. I think we'll learn a lot about what patterns we see in these patients regardless of what interventions they're following. And we'll be able to identify um, possible metabolic targets and maybe see some things that others haven't seen. To my knowledge, this kind of study hasn't been done before. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do and what the results are. The study design has already been established. The ethical approval is there, so it, it shouldn't require too much uh, additional additional thinking. It's it's mainly it's mainly getting the money at this stage. Money takes you a long way, <laughs> and. Um, I'm very optimistic about the partnerships that we're going to develop through this. I think that's another benefit of self-funding, just the, the networking opportunities and the collaboration. Also, having me working on this, I'm not motivated by getting any titles or anything. I could do it as part of a PhD. I'm still thinking about whether I want to do that. Unfortunately, it does give you a lot more, a lot more kind of power if you get this fancy title on your name. Um, so I'll prob it probably will end up doing that, but reluctantly, because. <laughs> um, yeah, just, um, I don't know how I feel about that. 
and I don't particularly want the stress of um, having to do the extra the extra work just to to achieve something like that rather than for me the achievement is being able to do the research it's not I'm not doing it for any reward in that way I'm doing it for the reward of doing something meaningful that's actually going to help people it's actually going to help to change the landscape and change the way that we look at this disease so I do believe we're missing something not looking at this area in this way and so it really fulfills an unmet need and that's that's crucial in my book and so yeah check out the interview on superhuman radio as I say I'll put a link to it and um, what else I'll put a link to the website where you can see what we're doing and how to donate and uh, I've had I've had a man flu <laughs> I've had man flu recently so I haven't been feeling tip top but I'm getting towards the end of it which is nice and uh, hopefully I have amazing immunity hasn't been much fun but uh, man flu is a real thing so take it seriously <laughs> there's been lots of debate about that but it's definitely real definitely and so that's it for this episode it's a short one and I just wanted to raise further awareness of the study why I'm doing it how impactful it's going to be for future research future research that I'll be doing and undoubtedly other people will pick up on and do their own thing with it well that's my feeling anyway could be completely wrong but I don't think so because my lab partner is extremely capable and has done this kind of research in the past so I'm just kind of picking it up and seeing what we can do with it. It's definitely a, a good team effort, this one. And um, yeah, we work together, I think, work together very well, I think, complement each other. Having, having those two different ways of looking at things and her having the practical expertise and also the, the very detailed knowledge of what's happening with all of these specific markers and why we're looking at them and then pairing that with my experience as a patient and my background in research understanding what's happening with these brain tumors and so as I say it's a nice pairing and I really look forward to getting started it's likely to be the start of next year realistically if we can get started earlier that would be amazing but realistically the start of next year also quite 
concerning, well, I find it concerning every year, but it tends to be around that, just the early, the, the start of the new year is when you get lots of new brain tumor cases. So um, we'll see what happens with that new brain tumor diagnosis. And um, it's not something I like to hear, but hopefully we can um, do something meaningful here. I'm very confident we can. Stay tuned and um, let me know what you think.